Hello, my name's Tracy Finlay. Welcome to EQ Your Business. In this series, I'll take you on a journey where you, your customers, your people and your business can get great results by making some simple changes in perspective. Through clever use of emotional intelligence, it's possible to change behaviours, get the results you want and overcome the frustrations that so many people feel when dealing with customers and staff. It's all about the win-win. Hello. In this episode, I'm going to introduce you to a key concept that I use when I'm helping my clients understand their customers. This concept forms the basis of all my customer work. It takes on a different perspective and unlocks so many answers that my clients have been searching for when it comes to things like engaging their customers, attracting their customers, working with uh, customers on customer service, talking to their teams about how they respond to customers, understanding why customers don't react in a way they expect them to, and so, so many other things. What I've done is I've taken everything I've learned over three decades and simplified everything down to help you shift your perspective and look at customer needs in a completely new and much more straightforward way. So let's first look at what might be holding you back. This is something that I've really learned so much about over years of uh, frustration, trying to understand things, overthinking things, doing all the things that you may have done. What I find is that there are two key things that paralyze businesses when they try and approach the way they engage their customers. Firstly, it's probably because they are thinking too logically and specifically about how they should talk to their customers. Secondly, they're taking the wrong perspective when they're thinking about customer needs. But I'll go into that much more deeply later on. So we've looked at the key things that may be holding you back. Let's look at the solution. And the first thing I'd like to talk to you about is a key thing that changed the way I started to think about customers. And that is that 95% of the thoughts and actions of every human is driven by the subconscious. 95%. If we were driven by the conscious, logical mind, then nobody would be overweight, nobody would overspend, and you wouldn't have friends who were constantly late. Funnily enough, I, um, I took a great deal of interest in lateness uh, a few years back when um, I struggled to understand why some people are late and some people aren't and what drove that lateness. Because what my friends were telling me, there were friends that were always on time. In fact, they were often early. And those friends were really, really frustrated, understandably, with those that kept being late. They always used to think, they clearly don't care about my time. They don't care that they're late. And when I used to speak to the friends who were late, 
They hated being late, but it was almost like it was out of their control. And um, I started to investigate what might be driving this. And I really struggled to find some answers when I um, when I Googled it. So what I did was then go back to what I know about emotional intelligence and realise that there are two key things that drive so much of what we do. And particularly lateness is a key example of this, as is eating food when you know you shouldn't do it, when you're trying to lose weight, overspending, all of those things that really, really annoy us that we know the answers to. We look at the logic. We know how to lose weight. We know how not to overspend. But then we go and do those things that are so damaging. So there are two key things that are driven by the subconscious that really go against us when we're trying to do the right thing. So the first is the need for instant gratification. The second is an absolute lack of impulse control. And I know that my friends who are always on time don't suffer from this so greatly. And the ones that are always late are the ones that really suffer from these two key things. And one thing that's really important to understand is that the subconscious mind is so much stronger than the conscious logical mind. So it's almost like they, they are out of control when it comes to making the right decision. That's just an example of how strong this is and how much we're driven by it. But it's this subconscious mind that drives buying decisions and behaviours. So this is what you need to be appealing to if you want to really engage and attract your customers effectively. So let's go deeper into the solution. I've developed a model of three core customer needs that match the need for instant gratification and complement the lack of impulse control. I've called these the customer right now needs because you need to remember all the way through these are right now needs. What do I need right now? Every interaction that your customers have with your business needs to appeal to these same three subconscious right now needs. Okay, so I'm going to first go to right now need number one, which is do I like and trust you. This sounds so simple and so straightforward, but this is where most businesses don't understand how to engage to the right now need, do I like and trust you, especially when it comes to attraction. Here's where it's crucial that your business and your customer facing people are human. This is where you need to get your personality game on. I'll help you with that as we go further and deeper into each of these needs and in future episodes. Firstly, you need to talk like your customers do. And when I say talk like your customers do, what I'm saying is you need to be natural and engaging. What's really frustrated me over the years is that technology has come so far in the last few decades, but the way businesses talk to their customers haven't. And we're relying on a few 
savvy startups to really change the game on this. So if you think about some of the businesses that really talk to you in a really natural and engaging way, you'll probably find it's the newer businesses because they're not held back by decades of talking to customers in overly formal ways. If you think about the way that a lot of um, even the largest organisations say sorry, they may say something like, we apologise for any inconvenience cause. That is the most ridiculous way to apologise for something you've done wrong. Never, ever apologise for any inconvenience caused. No human being in this day and age is going to use that language in a natural and engaging way. They're just not going to say that. So never say things like, we apologise for any inconvenience caused. When I hear that, um, when I'm half an hour late for, on my train, for example, it still happens today. Large organisation, the train has arrived an hour and a half late, I've missed my meeting, and over the tannoy I hear, we apologise for any inconvenience caused. I do not trust that business when I hear that because I know that that is not authentic. They don't mean it. So that takes me on to my second point. So the first, talk to them in a naturally engaging way. Secondly, be authentic and real. No smoke and mirrors, no cliches. Don't look at what your competition is doing. If you do that, you're gonna disappear and become bland, just like so many other organizations. Let's go to right now needs number two. Do I matter to you? This is down to two key things. One, acknowledgement that you've understood their immediate needs and also acknowledgement that you may have made a mistake. If you think about an argument, and I will go into this much more in future episodes, you think about an argument, all most people are looking for is acknowledgement. That's what you need to do as a business as well. So the second part of right now need number two is reassurance. Reassurance that they can rely on you and that they've made the right decision coming to you. So your language needs to be reassuring and you need to make all sorts of noises that they've made the right decision in the buying process and everything else. So that's quite subtle, but it's really, really, really important. I'm going to go much, much more deeply into these two key things when I talk about dealing with complaints in a future episode. This is where acknowledgement and reassurance really, really come into play. The final one, right now need number three. Will you make my life better? Don't forget, this is a right now need. This is where perspective comes in. Most businesses, they will look at their customer needs from the perspective of their business. So they end up talking about their business and actually not thinking about what the customer needs right now. So you need to get your head out of that and right into the customer's need and pain and talk directly to that. Think about it at the point of sale, in the buying process, in customer service. So I'm going to give you an example of a buying process. And an example is Thomas Cook. Think about the customer's right now needs. It might be things like, I need to quickly see which company will make my kids happy. I need to know I'm paying a fair price. Or I need to have my options presented in a clear and simple way with pictures. 
What they do not need to know is how long the business has been going. You think about Thomas Cook. Thomas Cook, many, many times, have led with, we have been trading for 175 years. Do you think that customers will care that Thomas Cook had been trading for 175 years when they are looking for their ideal holiday? No, they don't. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give you an example of a plumber. So if you're a customer looking for a plumber, it's the point of sale. What are you going to be worried about? So you might be worried about things that say the phone won't get answered um, and no one will call you back. You'll get ignored. You might be worried about being ripped off and you might be worried about the problem won't get fixed quickly enough. I've got a leaky pipe. It's staining my ceiling. I need to get it sorted. I need to know that I've got the right person for me. And what you'll often find is when you go online, so many plumbers will talk about family-run business. They will talk about um, they've been going for 10 years. Yes, that, that has some importance, but maybe you shouldn't lead with that. Um, what you need to do is to get the customers to understand right now what their needs are and how you will fix those needs. And that is in your marketing, that is in your uh, voice messages, that is in your email responses, everything to do with that sale. Think about your customer's right now need. And that is from the perspective of your customer. So if you then take it on to the customer service, take it away from the point of sale, you're now into customer service. What's the customer's right now need? When they have a query or complaint, what's their right now need? I would say the right now need for a customer when they have a query and they want customer service, one is that it's easy, two is that it's quick, three is that it's effective. Even large organisations don't get this. Say, for example, how many times have you contacted a contact centre of a large organisation and the agent answers the phone or comes onto web chat with, hi, how are you doing today? Now, I can guarantee that a customer's right now need is not to waste their time talking to a complete stranger about their welfare. I know it goes against logic. If you put it down on paper, you'd say, wouldn't it be nice if all of our agents asked the customers how they are? No, because they're not considering the customer's right now need. Just go straight to how can I help? The customer does not want to spend ages talking about how to fix their problem. Make it quick, make it effective. So regardless of whether or not you're a one-man band or a global organisation, customer needs are the same. And they're right now, they're in the moment. So the three needs are, do I like and trust you? Do I matter to you? Will you make my life better? Every step of the customer journey, those three things are really important to customers. Trust me. You take each step of your customer journey from point of sale right through to the final invoice or whatever the close is, you consider those three things and you'll be really on track with the way you engage with your customers. I will be delving deeper into each one of these in future episodes, but with each and every one of them, I'll show you how to think differently about your customer experience. <laughs>